You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's our amazing pastor's wife, Dava Hand, with this week's message. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad to get to talk to you, to talk to Church 2911 this morning. Uh, I want to share with you something that I feel like God has just put in my heart, and I want to share it with you today. And I hope you'll be excited uh, when this message is over and you'll be ready to do some of those awesome things that God's called 2911 to do. Um, I guess everybody's heard that we have a new building, and we're all excited about that. But um, a few weeks ago when we first got the building and I was here, I was touring the building, and you know, I just began to look at it and I began to say, God, what have you given us? Because if you look around, uh, if you've had time to come to the building or maybe you've driven past it and you've seen the building, you've thought, well, it doesn't look a lot bigger than the Civic Center. Uh, so it's not more space or more room. And, um, you know, it's not elaborate. It's not, um, you know, a grand arena. So, God, what have you given us? And that's what I begin to ask God. What have you given us? Um, and what is it that you expect from us? And I feel like God spoke to me and he said, I've given you more time. And um, the past six years, we've been having our services at the Gardendale Civic Center, and a lot of great things have happened. A lot of people have come to know Jesus. But um, now I feel like God is saying, where you had just a few hours on Sunday, maybe a few hours through the week every now and then, now you have 24 hours a day, seven days a week to do ministry from this building. And I feel like God has given us more time to do more ministry to reach more people. Um, You know, at the first of the year, our leaders began to talk to us and tell us that they felt like there was something different about 2020, that there was, that God was doing a new thing that, and they couldn't quite put their finger on it, uh, but we all felt it. We all felt like God was about to open a door or just do something that we couldn't even imagine. And you know, uh, if we had tried to figure out what 2020 was gonna look like, I'm pretty sure we would have all gotten it wrong because who would have thought that we would be in a pandemic, we would, um, we would see the things that we're seeing uh, during this time, during this year, 2020. Um, it's been a very unusual year. It's been a very um, odd year, but it's just something different about this year. And so as God began to speak to me about more time, I began to question that. And I felt like God was saying um, that he'd give us more time to do more ministry, to reach more people. And I thought about that. And I just thought, what if God has given us more time because we're running out of time? Um, What if, and this is the exciting part to me, what if this is about to be over? What if this is about to wind down and Jesus is about to return? You know, I would never predict that Jesus is coming a certain time because no one knows, the Bible says that, that no man knows uh, when uh, Jesus will return. 
but the Bible does give us some signals, some signs that we can look around and, and compare the Bible to what we're living through. And we don't need to be ignorant of those signs. We need to be aware of them. You know, like um, in 2 Timothy, it says that people will be proud, they'll be abusive, they'll be disobedient to their parents, they'll be ungrateful and without any self-control. Second Peter tells us that people will mock the truth and that they will forget God. And if ever there's a time that we can look uh, around the world, people have totally forgotten God and who he is and how good he's been to them. Um, in Matthew, Jesus is talking to the disciples and he tells them that there'll be wars, there'll be rumors of wars, um, that sin will be rampant and that there's pestilence, disease, disaster. Um, but then in Luke 21, Jesus says, and when you see all these things, don't panic. Be excited because salvation is near. Jesus will return. And, you know, um, if we look at it like that, then we have a reason to be excited. But we also have a reason to do more than we've ever done before, to work harder than we've ever done before. You know, we talk about more time. So what time is this? And then if you were to ask me, I think I would relate it to harvest time. It's harvest time. This is what the dictionary says uh, the definition of harvest time is. It says the time of year when crops are ripe and ready to be gathered. Think about that in spiritual terms. I think people today are looking for answers. They're looking for someone to, um, to inspire them, to help them, to lead them. And church, you and I, we have the answer. You know, as far as... Christians, sometimes we complain about the darkness, but we need to remember we're the ones that carry the light. And so we need to stop complaining. We, start, we need to start being aware of the people around us. And now it's harvest time. It's the perfect time to lead people to know Jesus because Jesus is the answer to all of our problems. Uh, it reminds me of my mom and dad when I was growing up. They loved having a garden. And when uh, I was a little girl, we bought a house and uh, it had a huge backyard. The, the farther you went out in the yard, the wider it got. And my mom and dad uh, used that entire backyard pretty much uh, for a garden. And they planted everything that you could think of. They planted peas and beans and cucumbers and tomatoes and uh, lettuce and okra and all kinds of tomatoes. And my dad was always really proud of his tomatoes. And they loved um, just gardening, but they especially loved harvest time when they, it was time to bring in the crop. They would share them with their neighbors. Um, Mom would always um, make really good meals from them, but they loved the harvest time. Now me, I didn't too much like that because I just saw it as a lot of hard work. Um, I did a lot of complaining and um, I was scared about it because I was always afraid that something was gonna run across my foot, like maybe a spider or a frog or a snake or a lizard. And I tried every way I could to get out of doing anything in the garden. But there were times when um, maybe my dad was working overtime or my mom was not feeling well, that I would have to go out of all the complaining, all the um, excuses I could find. They would say, look, we have to get the tomatoes in today. We have to cut the okra today. You have to go into the garden and work. And I didn't want to do that, but we did it because if we didn't 
the, the vegetables, the fruit would dry up on the vine and it would rot away. Um, the okra would get too hard and you couldn't eat it. It would be of no good. And so there was a certain time that you had to bring those vegetables and fruits in off the vine. And that's where we are today, I think, in, in this world. I think it's time that we stop complaining and we stop being lazy and complacent and we stop being fearful. We have a job to do. We have a mission to fulfill. Before Jesus left this earth, and we talk about this all the time at 2911, he gave us a mission to go and make disciples. This is what he said. He said that all power and all authority had been given to him. And he said, now I will need you to go and make disciples. Um, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them the things that I've taught you. And then he said, and I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. I think what he's saying is he has been given all power and the ability to see us through. He's going to be with us. He's not going to leave us or forsake us, but he's going to go with us to the end of the world. We can do this. We can make disciples. We don't have a choice. We have to make disciples because that is what Jesus expects of us. This is a quote that uh, I wrote down probably a couple of years ago, but as I was going through some of my notes uh, for this message, I ran across this, um, this and I wanna share it with you because I think it goes so well with what we're talking about today. Mike Breen said this. He said, most of us have become quite good at the church thing and yet, disciples are the only thing that Jesus cares about. It's the only number Jesus is counting. He's not counting our attendance. He's not counting our budget. He's not counting our buildings. Just disciples. We're called to make disciples in this time, harvest time. You know, there's a, um, a story in the Old Testament, and I don't have time to tell you the whole story. Most of you know it, the story of Esther. And if you don't know or you're not familiar with that story, go back and read it this week. Um, and Esther was a Jew, and she was a very beautiful woman. And by a series of events, she was promoted to queen. And the Jews were um, in exile, and they were being ruled by another kingdom, and they were scattered. But a man named Haman, he hated the Jews, and he wanted them to be annihilated. He wanted all of them to be killed. And Mordecai was Esther's uncle, and he came to her, and he said, Esther, you can do something about this. You have access to the king. You can do something uh, to save your people. And I'm sure that Esther was afraid. I'm sure she didn't want to speak up because most people didn't even know that she was a Jew. But her uncle, Mordecai, he said this to her. He said, who knows? if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. And I think that's where we are today. Perhaps 2911 has been given this opportunity. We've been given more time to do more ministry, to make more disciples for such a time as this. About six years ago, when we went to the Civic Center, um, a friend, a really sweet friend that goes to our church, she came up to me and she gave me a ring. And I wear that ring a lot, almost every Sunday. And any other time I go out, I wear this ring and I, I look at it because of what she said to me that day. She gave me this ring and she said that she felt like God told her to give it to me. And it's a, a ring that has a tree on it. And I know you can't see it, but the, 
the roots of the tree go down into the ground, the trunk goes up, and then the branches go out. And she told me that she felt like God wanted her to give me this ring because right now this is where we were. Our roots were going down, and we were growing up. And now, and she said that eventually, for me not to be discouraged, to hang on, that eventually the branches were going to start to go out. And that's where I feel like we are today. I feel like Church 2911, we have dug down deep. We have made roots, and we have learned to do all kinds of ministry. We've grown up in, that, um, in Christ and done so many things to reach other people, but now we're about to branch out and do all kinds of ministry like we've never dreamed of. And what we need to be doing is we need to be praying. We need to be preparing. We need to be asking God, where can you use me? Where can um, I use my talent and my time? What can I be doing? And right now is a great time for you to begin to pray about how you can be involved in these ministries. What can you do? How can you uh, use your talent and your time and that awesome thing that you do for Jesus? You need to be praying about that, not just sitting around waiting for services to begin. It's also a great time to start inviting people, reminding them that we have a new building, that we're doing some new things, some new ministry, and you want them to come and be a part of it. This is a great time to do that. And most of all, it's a great time to be praying, praying for your church, praying for your leaders, and praying for the ministry that God wants us to do. So I'm excited today. I'm, I'm leaving here today believing great things for 2911 because God has given us more time to do more ministry, uh, to reach more people. He's given us more time, and it could be the last time. Let's pray together. Let's pray for our church, and let's pray for each other, and let's pray for the disciples that God is calling us to make, that God would prepare their heart, and that every person that he wants 2911 to reach, that there would be no obstacle. Let's pray. Father, we just love you today. We thank you so much for all the good things you're doing during this time. And Lord, I just pray for every member of 2911, every person that um, attends 2911, every person that considers themselves a part of 2911. I pray, God, that you would draw them close to you during this time and that you would let them know that you're with them and that you've given them power to make disciples and i pray god that you would uh, let the holy spirit just stir up the talents that are in them and that you would use them in these days that we're living in god and that we wouldn't be complacent we wouldn't be lazy we wouldn't complain and we would not be fearful but that we would be bold to do the mission that you've called us to do. And I just ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.